With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Topic is the eternal function of the elect. The eternal function of the elect. We already looked um, at the four stages of God's program. And um, I believe by the grace of God, we already seen the pattern. And that's what's, it's very easy for you to remember, just remember Christ, the first fruit, the remaining of the elect, and the nations of the state, right? So, and then key things you need to know, God needs a safe, free paradise, right? So the center are going to be the war that we prevent for the whole of eternity. So stand as representation, right? So God started this first of all by making the model, the prototype, Jesus, right? And then, how did he get there? By suffering. And we already define what suffering simply means modifying the deeds of the word, of the flesh. And um, how did he move with God? He learned obedience. So, um, just simply living in alignment with the direction of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. So, we said when we do that, um, as he has done, then. Um, would emerge as overcomers and at the end of the day those who emerge first are called the first fruits and these first fruits will end up discipling the rest of what of the elects right the chosen and after them together the tabernacle or what's called the new what Jerusalem will be what will be formed and this will just be God's building that will show who he is to the remainder of the of people which are the nations of the world of the same forever and ever and then we know that there's the last group of the people who are called what, the lost those ones forever and ever would be in hate and eternal punishment hallelujah so um, that's just a brief recap of where we are now there's one word that the Bible consistently um, in the book of Revelation. I hope you did your assignment. And uh, please come with me. Um, I'm so sorry that we may not be able to have gone with the flow today because um, part of the, what we're supposed to have done was to fill in the rewards of the overcomers. And forgive because the table that you have with you does not have the sufficient content. All right. If you did your own assignment, you see that your assignment is more, if you did it very well, it will be more detailed than the table that we have. Did you do your assignment? Yeah, so um, hopefully that we will be able to go through um, these rewards of the overcomers. Now, um, what are the words that the Bible uses, uses to describe the elect? Or believers, let's use the word believers since that's what we are we are really conversant with. Words that describes the believers. Come on now. Soldiers, yes. 
Adelaide, yes. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It's still the same verse in Corinthians. So it says that um, um, I perfect myself like an athlete. Yes, you don't just box, you play according to the rules. Yes. It's just interesting. What else? What else? Temple, yes. Chosen. Ambassadors, very good. Light, good. Bride, good. What? Salt. Holy nation. Priests and kings, not said kings. Living stones. <laughs> no, but he, for as many that received him, he gave them the right to be called the sons of God. Yes, you're actually correct. I know you're correct. I'm just adding to what you said. But you didn't. No, you didn't read John 1 12. They read John 1 verse 12. Don't be laughing. So, on one word that um, characterizes all this word is the word overcomers. Praise God. Um, I believe that every of this word is just a, a fragment and a description of who an overcomer is. Hallelujah. Because when we talk about an athlete, it talks about discipline, right? And going forth for the prize. So, you see that. If you gather everyone and there's anything like separate, because we know that all these are just um, descriptions of different facets of our lives, right? But if you gather like the brides, the overcomers, the, the, I mean the sons of God, one category of words that can what that can encompass all these descriptions of the one who is born again is what an overcomer, and that's why in the book of Revelation he just kept that word to him who what overcomes. Hallelujah. Amen. To him who was overcomes. overcomes. So we we know that the entire um, human race at the end of the day, okay, let's not put the human race, let's say the entire Christians, the entire elect will be determined by the levels of how they overcame. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have that living or the ones we call that early overcomers. Hallelujah. And we already know another word for the early overcomers is the word, the first fruits. Praise God. Um, as time will go on, and that's why it's a Bible study, I really expect you to have your pen and your papers and write things down. Um, it's not um, some majorly preaching. It's giving us information. So the reason why I want us to write is because there are going to be, I, I want us to understand, there are going to be bits and pieces we can't, this is the series, we can't, um, we can't cover everything at once. So, and it is essential that you are following because it's just like if you skip a class and you don't go back to the class you skip, the next time we are explaining um, what we've said before, then you'll be lost. How many of you, majorly now, when you read some things about Revelation at the end time, it makes tiny bit of more sense, right? So it's a journey. When you go up, don't just say these things are too hard. 
for us to understand. Come on, this is the essence of your creation. So, if you if you can take out time to understand biology, organic chemistry, um, take out time to understand how to balance chemical reaction. I don't even think I can balance anymore those things. But I knew there was a time I was really good at doing that. When they give the chemical equation, you have to balance, 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 balance. But I learned it and it's gone. And I don't think it has so much importance in my life right now or in my future. Maybe if I have kids and then I have to teach them. But by that by the grace of God I will get them a teacher because I think before I will understand. Because I think I will have to look at it like that like seven days to refresh my memory, connect my thoughts back. If I will understand, they will, and you do those assignments, you have to submit like tomorrow. You know now, don't even have younger ones, so you go back home and they bring the assignment, and then you pretend to be serious and then you drive them, but you know that the real thing is that you don't know anything. So you're like, so you were not listening in class when they were explaining this thing. So you will suffer, they will beat you in that class, but you will fail this thing. Next time you will listen, you will know that all these standards you are upholding. And I'm sure we'll get to a generation to say, Uncle, do you just know it? <laughs> or do you don't you know it? <laughs> so it's good. Take your pen and paper and write. Take your books and write. Take your forms and write. I don't see why you come to Bible study and you're not willing to. Or you approach the Word of God and you don't approach the Word of God with that um, mindset to. Make the word of God your life. And that's why the Bible says something. See, some people are ever learning, but they are never coming to the word, to the knowledge of truth. So the word of God is not just knowledge for our head, but it's food for our spirit. Praise God. So we say they are the living overcomers or the early overcomers who are called the word, the first fruits. Then we have the dead overcomers. Overcomers. Okay? The dead overcomers is the one we call the man child. Praise God. Um, I think that I would do, um, I haven't explained much more of the man-child, but the man-child is simple. Um, it's simply everyone who lives their life totally for God and are dead. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So all of the saints who died in the Lord are part of the world, of the man-child. If you live now and you die in the Lord you have become a man child. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So they are the dead overcomers. And then we have the word the late overcomers. That those are saints that will be killed during the world, the tribulation. So um these are the three categories of overcomers that the Bible says we have the early overcomers who are the what? The first fruits, right? The early or the lead of a comma. So these are, are um, names that are used in um, in exchange. And then we have the dead of a comma, which is the man child. And then we have the late of a comma, saints who were killed in tribulation. Now it's interesting why the Bible uses the word overcome. What does it mean to overcome? Number one, it means to succeed in dealing with a problem or difficulty. To what? Succeed in what? In dealing with a what? With a problem or a difficulty, and that's really making sense. When we say the song, "Come walk with me, the road is very narrow. Come walk with me, and I will see you through. 
The road is narrow and there are many dangers. Come walk with me and I will see you through. So, um, if the summary of our life is overcoming and we're going to be called overcomers, then of a necessity know that our life is filled with hurdles and challenges. Praise God. Nobody is crowned or given um, a victory prize if they did not go through, um, let's say, a competition, right? Or let's use the word, you're not crowned a champion without a challenge. I think that makes a whole lot of word um, please nice. So you're not crowned a, word, a champion except you go through what? a challenge. So nobody just wakes up and says you are the heavyweight champion. For you to be the heavyweight champion, somebody has to what, challenge you or you have been what, you've been challenged by what by someone. So let us see our lives in this way that God has, you know, many times we look at ourselves and say, What am I going through this challenge? What am I going through this thing? Um, you're going through things because it has been set in your path to overcome. Hallelujah. It has been set in your path to overcome. So the life of a Christian um, can be summarized as Overcoming death so that life can reign. Praise God. Overcoming death because death came by what? By the fall. And when Adam sinned, what does the Bible say? It says, For the day that you partake of what? Of this fruit, you shall surely what? You shall surely die. And what happened? The day that they partook of the fruit, they were what? They, they died, and we know what death is. Death simply means separation from God. So they were separated from Him. And from then, the entirety of human, the human race, we started our lives what? Separated from Him. We started our lives away from Him. We started our lives heading towards death. But Christ came and brought his word, his life into our spirit. Amen. Amen. And then by living for God, this life is growing inside on us, in us till every day is what? Is forever. So man was not created to die. Man was created to live forever. And that's why we say salvation is restoration of immortality. If you eventually die, it is an absolute waste of your creation. Do you understand what I'm saying? Man wasn't created to die. Man was created to live forever as an image of God. Now, when I say death, I hope you're not imagining the one that people die. Like, yeah, if that's the one you're saying, that's not what I'm saying. You should have understood when I say death is separation from God. Apostle Paul said to be absent in this body, to be with the Lord. Do you understand? So it means that closing of your eyes or the giving up of your of your um, of your physical prayer does not estrange you from God. Sin is the only distance between man and God. Praise God. So and we know what the Bible calls that many people would partake some or let's say some will partake of the first death, which is sleeping or normal, you just die, your life has finished, you know. Somebody jokingly said that all of us came on earth with an expiration date, so 
I don't know how cute that sounds. <sighs> but let's just allow. So there's a day that it is all over and that's it. There is no more breath inside of you. So that's not the death we're talking about. The Bible says there's a death called the final one. And that one, that person, if you are there forever, you are totally separated from God. From God. There is no going back. That's why I said that anyone who eventually ends up that way is a total waste. Because you know that there are other various levels of even remaining in eternity. Praise God. Right? There's the nations of the saved. There are various levels of resurrection. The first fruit, the holies of holies, right? The those that will be in the outer court, the inner court, and the most holy place. So to not even qualify for any of this, to be totally taken away. Oh my god, that is a serious waste of creation. Do you understand that statement now? When I say that man was created to what? To live forever. So the goal of salvation is to take us to immortality. See, um, let's lay the foundations of the decision. Um, the immortality would have achieved, we achieved even without a fall. What did God say? Why did this prevent them from coming back to the garden? He says, if they eat the fruit of the life of of of, of life, he says they will become like us. What do you mean by this? They cannot become like him in nature. I mean in character. Because they've already activated sin, flesh. It's there in the scripture. It says they will become like us because they will live forever. So that will be like God forever will be forever with devil. In, because what's the difference between man and the devil? Flesh. Flesh is the only temporal salvation that we had. When we fell, we didn't fall into hell. We fell into flesh. If man was without flesh, man would have been totally irredeemable, like the devil. Do you get it? Yeah. So flesh was what saved us. So when we fell, we fell into flesh. Self. Some days you look at flesh. <laughs> and I mean summer. S-O-M-E because there is flesh that is the principle there is flesh that is flesh meat it is not the principle flesh that saved us it is the meat flesh that saved us I don't know how nice that sounds but if you understand then I am okay I don't need to look for a good word do you understand? because cell or the principle of flesh operates even in skeleton if they take all this in your body you see sin, you see desire sin because it's a principle. So it's this, and that's why we are redeemable, but the devil isn't. Because how many of you know that what we committed is the same as what the devil committed? It's exercising a will above God. And that's why in principle and life, we metamorphosed exactly into him. Only that because we have flesh, we can be saved. And that's why... Christ can become, he became flesh, became one of us, and because he became one of us, the human race, he could redeem us. There is no redemption for the devil because 
who will go into the image of the devil and come out? How can you go to that? Does it make sense? Does it make sense? There's an innocent state of mind. And that's where we were at the beginning. And that's where Jesus started from. Innocence. He knew no sin. Although he was in the body. Because someone might ask you this question. I don't even know why I'm going there. That's not um, the central focus. Why is the devil irredeemable? And why is it that man, although has committed the same sin as the devil, is redeemable but the devil is not? Do we get it? So God can redeem us because he can become one of us and then the wrath of God was what satisfied in Christ because the wages of sin must eventually be what? Be dead. And the only one who can qualify, there must be a person of that race, of that kind, who will meet all the requirements of God, take up all the sins and the punishment, and then through him, other ones can be what? Can be saved. Anybody who attempts, any spirit being who attempts to be like the devil, cannot come back again. There is because to save the devil, you have to be the devil. And when you are the devil, you can't save the devil. Does it make sense? And that's why everyone or everyone called the fallen angels who, how will I say, metamorphosed with him into this ugly word, creature, they were all what? They were all thrown out. Which is the most. Only like, hey, yeah, Lucifer, you cost this day. The rest of you, why were you deceived by the devil? Why were you deceived? Well, yeah, come, 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 let's clean you up. There was nothing like that. So that was it. So I don't know why we went there, um, but let us understand that. So when defining what it means to overcome, God help us today. He said is to succeed in dealing with what, with a difficulty or a what, or a challenge. So overcome also means to what, to defeat an opponent. To defeat what, an opponent. So we already know. I I always say that man was born in with the presence of what? Of an adversary. From the very beginning, there was an adversary. When man opened his eyes, the devil was already what? Was already present. It was, the devil was not a new introduction to man's existence. And that's why we know that the war that, we have, that man is fighting is a long age war. We were born into a battle. Hallelujah. I want you to understand what it means to overcome and what it's your life as an overcomer. You were born into a battle before you could ever even get into your first problem. You're already in a problem. What does it mean to overcome? To overpower or overwhelm. So to dominate. Amen. To exercise dominion. So when we say that we are overcomers, it means that we succeed over every challenge, hallelujah. We defeat the enemy, which is the devil and his cohort, and we what? We live in what? In dominion. Amen. Amen. We live in what? In dominion. So, having understood that, we want to see God's um, reward and God's um, plan for the overcomers. Those that will live for him, those that would um, represent him, those that will exercise his authority, 
those that will validate his word, his proof and his presence in their life. And our text today is really a long one. Um, that's why I advised us to read from the book of Revelation chapter what? Chapter 2 to what? 3. The ending of 3. Amen. So let's start today. And we're going to start with the book of um, the church of Ephesus. Amen. The church of Ephesus. Open your Bibles. Open your Bibles. While you're doing that, can you project for us Revelation 21, verse 7 to 9? Take down the scriptures. Revelation 21, verse 7 to 9. Revelation 21, verse 7 to 9. It says, He who what, overcomes what? The world by what? Adhering faithfully to Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior will what? Inherit these things. And I will what? Be his God and he will be my son. Verse 8. But as for the one cowardly, the faithless, the despicable, the murderers, perverts, sorcerers, idolaters, deceivers, they will find their place in the world, lake of what fire and what sorrow, which is the word second death. Now, when we say second death, now we understand, right? He says, then one of the seven angels who had the seven bulls, full of the last seven plagues, came to me and said, Come, I will show you what the beautiful word bride, the lamb, the wife of the word of the lamb. Oh, this, this is not this name. Somebody said, The wife of the lamb. The wife of the lamb. Somebody said, The wife of the lamb. And then we understand now why. Is we are called the wife of the word of the lamb and not the wife of the word of the lion. Great. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, first John, chapter 5, verse 4. First John um, chapter 5 is 5. You don't have to open that. We already know that that um, everyone that is what? Born of God, what? Overcomes the world. He says, This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our what? Our faith. Revelation chapter 2, verse 7. I'm just giving you um, scriptural um, verses to show us um, what it means to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. It says, he who has what? An ear, let him hear and heed 
what the Spirit says to the church. To him who was overcomes the world through what believing that Jesus is what the Son of God. I will grant to us the privilege. Continue for me. To gain the fruits from the tree of life, the paradise of God. Great. Let's read verse eleven of the same Revelation chapter two. He says, and he who was, he who was, let him hear what the what? The Spirit of what? Of God says to the what? He who was, the word, true what? Believing that Jesus is the Son of God will not be what? Hurt by the word that is second death. Revelation 2, verse 17. Now, mind you, I want you to take down in your notes that some of those who believe in Christ will be hurt by the second death. And the Bible, to my understanding now, did not go explicitly to tell us what it means to be hurt by the second death. Because, how many people now spoke about the second death, right? When we're talking about the first and the second resurrection. Now, because the Bible says of the first resurrection, it says that these people who partake of the first resurrection, they will have what? Nothing to do with the word for the second death. It simply means that those who would partake of the word of the second resurrection would definitely have something to do with the word for the second death. So some level of suffering, purging and purification. <laughs> You know, when I was looking at it, I was like, hey, hey. And that's why it also helps us to understand that dying untransformed is not an escape. Because I've always wondered, like, see, it's not me to miss the rapture. Let me die on time. How many of you have thought of that? Like, and then I also feel, I also feel bad that, so me that is not alive now. So it's me now that will not suffer. Antichrist, like, let me just go die, like, let me just, you know, the day when, you know, and this is so crazy, and it didn't, it didn't add up. We were living for the day, like, if I die today, it's a good day. How many of you like that? Like, the way I've lived today, if I die. How many of you have felt like, today is a good day to, you know, it's a good day to die. You know, that day you wake up, you pray, you wake in the spirit, you smoke your tongues, so they keep people in church, you pick it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, when they're going to read something, when going to copy, you read it and they copied it. You know, you feel like, gang, gang. And then the day you, you know, pick paper now and say, crap. Eh? Lord, no. Death is not an exception. And it shows you how much God. And in this, I see the love of God. In all of Revelations, all I see, all people see is bulls, trumpets, and um, not I'm talking about the three dimensions, the trumpet, the bulls, seals, and the bulls, right? All people see, but this is God purifying. You know, we spoke about the field and the harvest, right? This is God passing the whole of humanity to ensure that He collects what as much as He gets. It's the love of God. He says God, in the book of Revelation, God did this to purify them, to change their hearts. But unfortunately, 
some will still curse God in the middle of the suffering. Instead of the suffering to purify them, it will harden them more to yield to the word, to the devil. So let us begin to know that conformity to the image of Christ is paramount and is serious to God. Amen. I think I dropped a train of thought um, when we were starting and um, I said something like um, without the fall we would have still transformed into the image of Christ. Now how many of you know fiction movies where people begin to change? You know, maybe their face will be changing, right? It's like they are, what they call it, they are transforming, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, sometimes you have transformed half. Now, without um, the fall, that's what would have happened. Transformation was still going to be a word. It goes, it's still being a word. It's still being a process. So what would have been is that we all would have been born in paradise and we would have been partaking of the tree of life. Amen. So when you meet Kamsi, maybe Kamsi has lived so well, his head is what? His metamorphosis. So you see that his head is gold because we know that we're moving from man of what? Of clay to man of what? Of gold. Definitely man was not made of stones, precious stones. The Bible says it made us out of the dust of the earth because we're supposed to move from what? From dust to what? To gold. Not from ashes. Can we move from dust to ashes? <laughs> that's the content. How do we know that that's, that's not believers? Because if you go from dust, you go to fire, that's only where ashes come from. So this is how we have been excited, you know? We'll be like, you will know when you would be translated. One morning we'll just see Shalom. We'll be like, oh my god, Shalom! Like, this girl, ah! These are girls who go at me. It's not like that. Sister girl! You don't know how you do Sister girl, you don't like sister girl. You don't understand. No. I've been watching so many videos. None of you say sister girl here. None of you have said sister girl here. No. They used to say it. Sister girl! Oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Bro. I'll find out. Bro, so I'll leave a tone remain that you will transform. I think this is more people. I think we will want to share more money like that. So this is how we have just been like, oh no, we'll be like, Samuchi is going soon. Everybody will be like, she's going. And it's like all the special movies, you know. It's like, oh my god, you are transforming, you are, you are going. And one day we'll just be like, ah, she don't know. And that's how everybody would have just been like, passing, 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 passing. But here the fall, but thank God for Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> so what God wants, God will eventually would get. I, I, I just love that part of it. What God wants, He will eventually get. And um, the more we come to remember we said this in the book of Romans chapter 8, that the essence of salvation is conformity to the word, to the image of Christ. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Conformity to the image of Christ. That's the reason why we have been saved. Now let's look at Revelation 2 verse 26. If you can open Revelation 2 verse 26. Revelation 2 verse 26. 26, 26. It says, and he would overcome. Let's just leave that word there. Revelation 3 verse 12. Revelation 3 verse 12. Revelation 3 verse 12. It says, he who what? Overcomes. I love that word. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So let us go straight now into 
um, seeing the promise for the overcomers. Hallelujah. Now, God promises, um, God promises are divided into three dispensations. Number one, the church. Number two, the millennial reign. And number three, eternity. So, um, now, the church. What are some of the promises that, or some of the benefits or the blessings of God in the church age? Somebody list some of them. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Classic golden answer. This was class I gave you five. What else? What? Divine health. Yes. What else? Justification. What else? Redemption. What else? Forgiveness of sin. What else? That's salvation. That's where you receive eternal life. That's where there's justification. That's where there's redemption. Hallelujah. Amen. So all these are the things nobody is going to be experiencing. Nobody is going to be saying in the millennium. Oh my God, I'm born again. <laughs> Except the songs who will sing in appreciation of the work of what the Lamb of God has done for us. Hallelujah. So we said there are three levels. Number one, the word, the church. Number two, the word, the millennial reign. And number three, for eternity. Now, many believers would miss out on the millennial reign. You already understand that, right? So the promises for the millennial, uh, the promise, promises available in the millennial reign will be only for those who um, live for God so much in this dispensation by allowing the life of God would grow in them. And the Bible says these people will reign with what? With him. But of course we also know that at the end of the day for eternity there are promises like we will have service. We already learned that in this study, right? That both the first fruits and what? And those who will be taught the remainder of the elect, what will they do? In turn, they will be the ones to what? To serve and what? And teach the word. The nations of the saints. Amen. So I pray that um, each and every one of us um, here today, <laughs> the really ambiguous, ambiguous prayer that we will experience these three full blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, that's a very big prayer. Each and every one of us. <laughs> each and every. If you don't sit down, <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible for God. I will try my best. We don't understand it. Yeah, we can't. We need it. We need to learn. I'll try to go really fast. Because at, at the end of the day, we can't keep removing, um, taking back love. See what God, sincerely, I really want us to understand. I could just come here and um, give you basic understanding. Amen. Hallelujah. I can come and give you basic understanding and just tell you this is this, this is that, this is that. But when you live here, yes, you understand some things definitely. But um, when you open, I, I love to do Bible studies with you because so that when you open the Bible, you can understand. Praise God. You can understand. You can read. You can go for that and 
get these things because it's by only by understanding we can work in what God has called us to do. Praise God. So um, let us not have um, hasty. Uh... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. An hasty mind to want to just rush out of things that we are learning. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. Take our time. And that's why I'm taking our time to teach. How many of you didn't even know that all these things were? Because there's one thing that was bothering my mind. Many people think when the Bible says their name will be removed from the book of life. How many of you understand? How many of you understand what that means? How many of you? Because if their name was written, then why was it removed? Now we've not even gotten there, you want to go home. If somebody now asks you that question, or that's just how worrying you, and somebody needs to pray, some people want to pray more, I say, write my name in the book of life. There's nothing like right. If your name is not written, it's not there. And for you to be born again, it shows you have been selected, elected by God. Amen. Your name is written. Amen. Amen. So don't tell them to write your name. The problem is that will your name be taken off? And what does it mean for our name to be taken off? And why? Does that mean um, a person is lost forever? It's absolutely not. Your name being taken out of the book of life is not that you are to partake of the second death. Or what does that mean? Now hang around with me. Amen. That's what is called cliffhanger. So I've hooked you there. So you have to stay with me to the end to know what that means. So what does it mean? Victoria, what does it mean? Mimi, hi. Joseph, what does it mean? I told you like yesterday. Do you remember what I told you? Yes. So even you ask. I don't think I went into details. Faith, you know. Something you know. Since I've asked the right side, let's not go <laughs> Okay, so who can tell me the promise he gave the church of Ephesus? Don't worry, I won't preach, I'll just give details. Praise God. The church of Ephesus, what did he tell? What was the promise? Who knows? He says, the what? The eat the what? The tree of life, which is what? 
in the midst of the world, the paradise of God. Now put this down in your notes, Genesis chapter 2, from verse 8 to 9 and 16. We know what to say, right? That uh, is the instruction concerning the tree of life, right? Says you can eat. Genesis 2, 8 to 9, and verse 16. Okay. Now, I wanted to note that the word of God is for nourishment. The desire of God is to feed us and not to mainly inform us. The word of God is for what? It's for nourishment. The desire of God is for what? Is to feed us and what? Not to merely inform us. So we see this in John chapter 6, verse 35. Can you open verse? John chapter 6, verse 35. Also saying the tree of life. And from the very beginning, we, we already said that um, without the fall, we described how we were going to be in right? How you would have had the gold all over your head, and then your neck, and then your chest, and then your hand. I feel like that's the way it comes here. First of all, because salvation, your head has to be correct senses, and then here, and then here, and then it goes over until it goes down. Let's read. He says, Jesus replied to them, I am the word, the bread of life. The one who would comes to me will what? never be hungry, and the one who believes in me as Savior will never be what thirsty for that one will be what will be sustained. Amen. Amen. So we see that Christ uh, is given to us as nourishment for our sustenance. Christ is given to us as what? As nourishment for our sustenance. So um, who can tell me types of in the scriptures, types of Christ as the nourishment of God? Number one, we have the tree of life. Number two, bread of life. Number two, number three, the hidden manna. Call it the hidden manna because it's significant. The hidden manna. What else? Okay, right. It's the the meal of riches. The meal of riches. How many times people always forget? Remember when we were talking about Solomon's food? Who remember when we had that sermon? Hey. Oh good. You see what I say, right? When we had Solomon food, we said that that was not just, the Bible was not just coming to tell us what somebody is eating. God is very intentional with everything. So we say that the wealth of all that Solomon ate shows us that God has not just invited us to a meal. But he has invited us to a feast to dine with him. Amen. You know, there's a difference when somebody invites you for a meal and then for a feast. Hallelujah. One would they say this party is serve yourself. How many of you like that party? Buffet, serve it. But it depends on what sometimes on serve yourself is at the end of the day you just say give me water. But they say it is Africa. Imagine all of us are here in Ukraine, starving of African food. And now they say that there is a party, gospel party, and it is going to be every dish 
you can ever think of in Africa. Snack, suya, anything, and it is served yourself. How many of you that thought of that gives you excitement tonight? I'm like Shanda. You know? Chateaus. And they are like, it's not only like that, you can you can take home. Because you know some of us cannot some of us cannot eat too much, right? They say come with they say come with basket, come with bow, come with taxi, anything that you can use to carry, come. How many of us like the sound of that? Now, that is how we have been invited to partake of what of Christ. Not just as a one time meal, but Christ has been given to us as the fullness of what? Of God. Amen. Christ has been what? Given to us as the word fullness of God. So there are majorly three dimensions of um, Christ as the heavenly food as revealed by the book of Revelation. Okay? The bread of life is amazing. We see from God. But in the book of Revelation, we see him as the word, as the tree of life. We see him as the word, the hidden manna, and we see him as what? The meal of what? Of riches. Number one is what? Number two is what? And number three is what? The male of the riches. Amen. Oh, write your questions down. First Corinthians 3 verse 2. You don't need to open. Um, there we see Apostle Paul was talking about what, um, how the Christians have a need for the word, for the milk of what? Of God's word, right? He says, um, by now they were supposed to be partaking of what? Of solid food. Now, this is not like Apostle Paul did not have any other word to use. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, like for example, this is the bread of life, bread stipulates of staple of what of sustenance, everyday requirement in a meal and what is partake to be partaking of. So when God talks about his word, he always talks about his word as something that should go inside us for our nourishment. Amen. Amen. And that's why when we listen to the word of God, um I don't know. We need to pray. And even in our private time, pray for yourself that your heart will be receptive to God's word. Praise God. That your heart will be receptive, that you'll be hungry for the word of God, that you will understand. You know, I was talking about something um, last week, Sonia, and I, I mean Thursday, and I said, many people didn't even get what I was saying. And I'll say it again. And I said, if somebody knows the gravity of what I said last week, somebody should have arrested me. After service, I say, Pastor, what do you mean by that? Because I said it, and I will say it again, that if peradventure you are not interested in understanding these things, perhaps it wasn't given to you to understand. Somebody should have held. I can't believe if I said that John Pastor said that day. I would you at the door. You need to explain to me what that means. Because if you talk about first food, you why you just roll your eyes? Probably gainings fishing. Probably. Because this is not by us at the end of the day. I'm beginning to learn as I grow that see, life has already played out. Praise God. You know, somebody was saying, um, I think I was talking to a makeup that um, if we already know predestination, right? And that God has already chosen. So why should I do anything if I'm chosen? I'm chosen. I said, for that particular thought was the reason why it will not show to the first place. Because the one who is chosen 
who don't even know what is pushing you to please God. Hallelujah. Who don't know why every other person can sit in the house and um, sit in the house and just chill and say, I don't want to serve God. You, they go church, they go Bible school, they want to complain, they don't have to get that, they do everything. Can't you ever think of it that, wait, for once in my life, what has stopped me from pressing this stop button? What? Who has tried you? Who has beat you? At the end of the day, the only thing anybody will do is what? It's not talk. And when they're tired of talking, what will happen? They'll find another thing to say. So I, I was telling him that if anybody could sit down and say, and God has chosen me, whatever want to be should be, I watch life. I'm not even praying here. If I will make it, I have made it. If I will miss the rapture, after he misses, what's my problem? There's peradventure, really. You have missed it. And peradventure, I don't even know what I'm going to this negative dimension. But let it just be there. And that's why I'm beginning to think that if these sermons are presented to a group of people, I want to believe that they are, because God is what? Is intentional. Amen. Because to come and think of it, that's you come to church and be sitting down and be learning early overcomers, late overcomers, mid-trip, pre-trip. Like, as is it that seven has finished that in the Bible? Like, the Lord will prosper you seven ways, seven keys, you know, all these keys to unlock your miracles, your testimony. You see that here. Have we finished life? If you go to Africa and say, this is, some Africa will say, we don't give this life finish you, are telling us about <laughs> second death. Some of us say, have I ever died first? First death. Come on, what are you talking about? So, I want us to know that, see, if this is given to you, it shows that God, God, in His infinite mercy, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. See that you can emerge. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? If God will give you this scheme of hope, if you will ever, you know, many people live this life with ever understanding, without ever understanding anything like this. Many people serve God and begin to say, Lord, why do I know these things? Many people serve God without knowing these things. But we are getting to a point where we know these things in details. It means that if God will hand to us such information, it means that I can emerge. Some of you are looking at you with 16, 17, 18. Like, at the point of my life now, like, some of you have to live twice your age to get to like 30 something. Do you know what it means if I have learned at 15 that I need to emerge 
as Christ, I need to be the best fruit and all the people of God, I'm telling you that by now, my level of transformation could be faster. So I'm telling you the truth that um, as the age comes to a close, the people who will eventually walk out of the body as the first living fruit of the overcomers, we are getting to that generation. Amen. Because the Bible says we shall not all die. Hallelujah. So the, the, the generation and is rising because if you're already hearing it, it's a possibility. Do you know what this child now listening here with the mother? Do you know what message she's going to be entering into her Christian work? She's not entering FIA is waiting for you. Say God or you know our own say left hand right hand side of God, left hand side of God. All sinners, left hand side, and everyone just cry. Imagine when now God bless our parents because God's revelation is progressive. Amen. <laughs> Imagine our daily devotion. It was about the I women for my mother's post. Tell us to die. Beings of my younger ones. I will never fight in my neighbor's house. And that's what can you see all the description of what it means to be in the Lord's house? Fight in your neighbor's house. Take home. Don't You can see that it's a mother that wrote that. <laughs> that that particular right. But imagine this girl at seven, as I'm understanding, she'll be learning first fruits. See, I'm telling you, we shall not all die. And let me tell you, people who have really grabbed this knowledge, many people have seen many things, many of them eventually end up dying. But there's this hope of walking out of the body. Amen. Hallelujah. There is this hope, and this is a joyous hope I think that every one of us should live in our lives. That in, at one day and at one time, we would be instant, that's what the says, we would be trans. Like, you would open your eye like this, and this is like, whoo! This clay will become what? Will become gold. It's amazing, poor God. It's amazing. And if it's not sweet in you, then just wait for the man of sin. It's coming. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Man shall not live by what? By bread alone. But by what? By every word that comes out of what? The mouth of God's soul. Simply, um, when he promises them, now we can go back to. Um, Revelation 2 The church of Ephesus Verse 7 says I will give to eat the tree of life in the paradise of one of God Amen So we see what does the tree signify so let me give you the significance it signifies Christ as the embodiment of God's riches. What does the tree signify? But it makes a whole lot of sense. If you look at John 15, right? What does it say? It says, I am the true vine, and you are the what? Branches. But there's a translation that says I'm the tree. Yeah. What translation is that? But let's leave it as vine, okay? So we know that 
out of the vine comes out the what? The branches, right? So we see that the tree signifies what? The embodiment of what? Of God's riches. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. Can you read tree, right? Mm-hmm. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. Christ as the source. Christ as the source. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. I want to run fast because of time. It says, For in him all the word, fullness of words, of deity, what dwells in bodily form, completely what expressing the word, divine essence of, of God. For he is the complete fullness of what of deity living in what in human. Amen. Amen. So they will partake of him, the riches of God. Amen. Amen. They will partake and um, the tree there also signifies his death and his what? His resurrection. That we see in Presbyter chapter two verse twenty four. So we see that Christ has been crucified and what and the he has been resurrected and as we would partake of him as the embodiment of God, we partake also of the resurrected life. Praise God. So when we eat and become Christ, what also happens is that we also emerge as trees of what? Of righteousness. Amen. Trees of righteousness. So we eat him and then we become him. And because we know that in becoming him, the embodiment of what? Of the fullness of God. Who are we serving in eternity? Who? Who are we going to serve? Who are we going to serve? The nations of the world, of the saints. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Do we understand? Hallelujah. Amen. So, um, the Ephesus church is summarized actually by two, three words. Love, life, and what? And light. So, by our loving relationship with him, we partake of what? Of his life. By eating him, and then we become what an expression of him, which is the word, the light. Smana. Smana, right? Who can tell me what was the promise to the overcomers? Looking at the church of Smana. That's the second. I want the first one. Smana. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me? The crown of life. Right? Amen. Amen. So he's going to give them the what? The crown of life. And they will not be what? They will not be hurt by the what? By the second death. Now we already know um, what the second death is. is. Let's read some scriptures quickly. James 1 verse 12. James 1 verse 12. I take it down, 2 Timothy 4, verse 8, 1 Peter 5, verse 4, 1 Corinthians 9, verse 25, Philippians 3, 10 to 11, James 1, verse 12, 2 Timothy 4, verse 8, 1 Peter 5, verse 4, 1 Corinthians 9, 25, Philippians 3, from 10 to 11. We already established that first death is not an end. We know what first death means, physical death. So the one who overcomes, he says that these ones will, will reign with him. Praise God. 
um, I don't want to look over again. We've gone through what the first exhortation is, but if you need time to go over it again, then read Revelation chapter what, 20 from verse 1 to what? To 15. So what does crowning of life mean? What does crowning of life mean? Now, we have come to understand that every believer has been given the measure of Christ that we are supposed to what? To metamorphose into. Amen. So crowning simply means stands as a reward for attaining. It is not um, you know, many crowns. Because do you know that at the end of the day, have you ever wondered if there's like if we have if you let's say you get three crowns, which head will you with the three crowns? The way we understand the scripture is so, you know, it's amazing to say I will have like plenty crowns. On what head? Maybe we'll be spiritual, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe there'll be supernatural beings, you know, you just your, your crowns can float. Maybe you just put one crown here. You just put one crown here. So do you know how monstrous the life after you just be moving with your you know and many of us still imagine the life after now with ourselves and what is to do with it? Just be moving with your like, crown. Look at this standing crown. Yes. You know, how many stars are you? So it simply means the reward, hallelujah, for attaining the fullness. And it makes many sense. Because it's only when you attain that designated measure of Christ that has been given to you that you attain what is called the first word, resurrection. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Do we understand that? If you understand, let me hear you say, I understand. Say it louder. Say, I understand. Louder than that, say, I understand. So, I have been warning us that I don't know what it means to partake of death. Whatever that is, that's what the Bible says. It says that those who attain their measure, they, they will have nothing to do with the second death. Now, I told you that of a necessity, those that will be risen together with all of the unbelievers, they will not be cast into the, the lake of fire. It's not everyone that's going to be cast into the lake of fire. Some are going to now be purified. And that's what it means to have what the, um, to have, let me put it in the right way, to have dealings with the second death is to be purified. And how are we purified? How we purify that? Yes, I like the word fire, but what we say in the program of God, how was Christ made up by suffering, right? Praise God. And how would the first fruit be purified? Also by what? By suffering. Now, there are two levels of suffering. The positive dimension of suffering, which is allowing the life of God and the Holy Spirit to work, to purify you. And then there is the purification which was not expressly said how which is going to be done by death. And we know that anything that comes out of death, if death is going to purify you, you know. <laughs> you know that it is not going to be like a purification. So now it is actually the time we've been given the era of grace and the life of God to walk and metamorphose. And we know that the measure of our um of the, the measure of Christ has been given to us, has been given to us according to our purpose. I think I've explained this a lot of times. That it's not um, according to how God does say you if you intend. No. It's according to like how you have been what? How you have been what? Prepared for 
we always, I always love to use the word, the pulpit, that this has been prepared, it's a smaller pillar, right? And it makes sense because some we promised and we said, I will make you pillars in the house of God. Amen. Amen. So you see how the Bible marries everywhere. So this one is a pillar here. See, I don't need you to be this when I want to make this. And neither do I need you to be this when I want to make this. And I always say that the hundred is what? It's a hundred. And if God has said that you, this is what it means to metamorphose. It means that in you, everything that requires for you to meet that word, that measure has been handed over to you. Amen. It's a great privilege to be enlisted in the world, in the program of God. Amen. Can you say it's a great privilege to be enlisted in the program of God? So that is the most manner. So of the crown of life, and we know the crown of life is coming to those who would, who have attained their word, their level of the word, of the measure of Christ, and that is why they will not would, partake of what of the second death. Now the next church will be Pergamos, and then we have the word the hidden manner. Says so they will have the hidden manner, and they will receive a word. A white stone with a word, the new name word, originally. Now let me give you some keywords. The word hidden means intimacy. Intimacy. Now, if you want to see about the hidden manner, then please read the book of Exodus chapter 16 from verse 20, 32 to 34. Exodus. 16, 34. Now, who can tell me the location of the manna? The manna is in a golden pot. Right? Okay, even if you don't know now, you know. Go ahead and read, okay? Exodus 16, 34. I'm trying to hasten. So, the manna is in a golden pot. The golden pot is in what? The ark, right? And the ark of the covenant is where? In the holies of what? Holies. So do you see where this, that's why it's called the hidden manner has to do with those who will have, they walked by their level of intimacy with God. It's not just a regular, because it's the regular manner that is acceptable and that is easily accessible by everyone. But that is a portion that is reserved and it depends on how close by our obedience, we have decided to work with God. And we know what God signifies, right? God signifies what? The nature of God. And um, who embodies the nature of God? That's Christ. Hallelujah. So as we walk closely with God, the Bible says that we would have for the rest of eternity a portion of Christ that the masses, or how will you put it, the rest will not have. Do you see the promise, right? Because for the whole of what of the whole of eternity, Christ will remain the nourishment and he will remain the supply for everyone. So the level of our work with him now in time will determine that there was the quality of him that we will receive closely as the time unfolds. Amen. So please um that's why I've always hammered and said that. It is not what, it is not how you what, it's not appearing before the Lord that what, that really counts, but what, 
how you want her appear. So um, are you striving? Are you striving to partake of the healing manner? Can you tell somebody are you striving to partake of the healing manner? Now I wanted to write here and uh, we don't have time but um, just write in your notebook. The manner is in the golden pot. The golden pot is in the ark and the ark is in the word. The holies of what? Of holies. Amen. Can we go there one more time? Say the manna is in the? The golden pot is in the? And the ark is in the word. The holies of holies. So um, the manna we already know is um, Christ, signifies Christ as nourishment. This Christ as nourishment we enjoy in the nature of God, which signifies the gold. And the nature of God is found in Christ, who is the word, the ark. And this act is hidden inward in God who dwells inward in the holies of holies. Amen. So you see how intimate this promise is. Um, how many of you are eating special food for someone you love before? I used to have this guy, um, Mr. Michael. Then when he cooks, he will say, This pot. Um, maybe the ladies are very well, maybe I still can help us. You know, when you cook maybe like two pots of jello, you know there's this pot that is sweeter than the other one. Does he have one? And then when you taste it, you know, or maybe when you cook fried rice, finish fried, or even when you bake, there are some pies that you know that came out first fruit. <laughs> right? There are some pies that came out, there are some pies that came out majority of the things. <laughs> and then there are some pies that came out, they should, and then of course, some pies that are lost. And where did they go? The beans. That one you know that no matter, you can't even dash. You can't even dash. You know there's some things that you know that see. We can't even say, you know, there's something really big, and you're like, let's give to the people of God for, for free. Okay? So, people of God, because of the time we're taking today, um, only intercessory prayers will hold that um, talk. So, the rest of us, um, you're free to rest tonight. Okay? Amen. Amen. Um, is there choir raiser today? Okay, let's not have choir raiser as well today. Amen. Amen. So, um, let's all of us just chill. Now, sit down and let's finish. Alright? So when you go home today, you truly go home. Hallelujah. Did we come to a truth? This is the truth, right? So where's the manna? The manna is in the what? The golden point signifying God's nature. Anywhere you see gold, it's the nature of God. Hallelujah. And then the ark is what? Christ Himself. Amen. And then He dwells in the now, what does it mean to receive a white stone with a new name written on it? The new names, uh, and the Bible says something. It says, um, that no one knows the new name except the bearer of the name. What does that mean? Did you read that? Did you read that? Eh? I was hoping you read it. I was hoping. I was hoping. Did you read it? Open your Bibles. Is it there? Danny, you have it? Come and read for us, Danny. Come and read the mic. Pastor. I will give. Revelation what? Tell us where we're reading. Revelation 2.17. 2.17, mm-hmm. No. 
will give the privilege of eating some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone with a white name engraved on stone, which no one knows except the one who is with Now, um, who can try? Okay, let's not go that route. Now, why does it mean? Why does this person, only the person who has the name, knows what the name is? Who can try? If you get it tonight, and I'll give you, uh, I'll give you five hundred rupees. Yes, that was five hundred. I just need two people to try. After two tries, it's over. Who wants to try? The question is, what the question is? Is that why did the Bible clearly state that only the one who knows bearers of the name? It's so simple. Like if you just even just the Holy Spirit tell me, only the bearer of the name. Okay, now I will reduce the money to hundred rupees because I will give you a simple. Now, what is God? What is God? You want to try without the explanation? Yeah, let's do. Have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> have to wait. We'll not go home now. Now, okay, let me try. I'll just, okay, let me say 200 grams. Let me just use more help. Now, when Christ met Peter, what did he call him? The rock stone, right? Good. Um, what was Jesus when he was talking about the building and he was referring to himself as the chief cornerstone? What was he saying? He says he's the chief cornerstone who the word? The building has rejected, right? Now, stone is a material for good, good, good. Man was created. How was man created? Man was created with what? And is emerging as a precious stone for what? For the building of God. Because the new Jerusalem is what? Is God's building, God's temple. Because we say the essence of life is for building. Praise God, if you understand the teaching ever since. And the essence of building is for representation, or what we call expression. So what takes us from man of dust to man of gold? Transformation. How do we get transformed? Feeding of Christ, right? Now, if this person who becomes the gem of God, who is in God's building, has a new name written on it, why does the Bible say that it is only that person who bears the name that knows about it or the person who received the stones? Because our transformation is our personal work with God. It's in our personal work with God. So at the end of the day, it is not like you, you have become that unique red gem. Amen. It's so easy. Some of you say it's in your mouth. It's just 500 grams for you today. So that's what it means. The reason why is that at the end of the day, we are all a personal testimony. Those who will encourage, will, will have the blessing of this, will be a personal proof of the work of God in their life. Amen. So we know that stone is for building. Man was not made of stone, but of dust. Clearly, Genesis 2, chapter 1, chapter 7, 2, verse 7 tells us that. But we know that we have been created to move metamorphosis from what? From the man of clay or the man of dust to the what? To the man of what? Of the man of gold. I pray that God will help us in Jesus' name. So 1 Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 11 to 12, Apostle Paul also used this description and called us what? Living stones. Amen. 
Corinthians 3, verse 18. What does it say? It says, We all, as we what? As in a mirror, as we what? Behold. What? We are being transformed, transfigured from one word level of glory to another. Amen. Titeria. We're almost done. Is this Cheryl that's looking for that? Alright. Alright. Titeria, what was the promise? Authority, right? And what? Authority with to rule over the nations, right? And then they will reign with Christ as well. Amen. They will give you that iron scepter, right? Praise God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, asking someone today, what was the last name that Jesus addressed himself as in the Bible? Someone told me about me. The last name, what did he call himself last? What did Jesus call himself last? He's the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of the talent of my soul. But for you to find out, where will you read? And if, if the, when was the last time Jesus spoke in the Bible? Sexy children of God. children of God, children of God, children of God. And you want to, you want to run home. Run home, run home to, wait, run home exactly to, to what? Run home exactly to what? Simple question, where did Jesus, what did he call himself? What was the last time he spoke? You don't even know, you don't even care what he said. Jesus, you said what you said. You said what he said. Good. Revelation 22, verse 16. It says, I, Jesus, oh, he said this word, nobody even cared. I, Jesus, is the one talking. If you read those Bible that put things in red, it's red. I, Jesus, have what? Sent my angel to testify to you and give you assurance of these things for the churches. I am the one, the root. The source and life and the offspring of what? Of David. Now let's not go what it means for him to be the root and the offspring. You know, if we go there, you could just say, Pastor, let's have fire and let's pray. And let's let's go like So let's leave it there. But it says, I just want to come to the last one. It says the radiant candle, the brighter monster. I won't go deep to why he calls himself the monster, but let's look at something. The first introduction that the child will be born, what does he appear as? The star white shepherd watch, the frost by night, or seated on the ground, the angel of the Lord came and glow, around. So the first sign of his coming was a star. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And he was promising those that we overcome, I will come to you as the word, as the star. Let's not know what he will come. Do you know what he will come to? Come to the others as the rest of the world. First and second coming, he will come as the star. 
Now, what's the second coming of Jesus Christ? You know it's not a rapture. Let's take that as a question. The second coming, what does it mean? How many of you have thought that the second coming is rapture? It's not coming and it's not rapture. Who will see him at the rapture? rapture? For him to, the second coming, all eyes, Kuru Kuru, to see him like the way they saw him walk as a baby and walk on him. Did I just say Kuru Kuru? Is it Kuru Kuru that you see? Clearly, okay, let me try to be more. So all eyes will see him clearly. Is that okay now? Kurukuru, like, those daylights. But see, mm, let's see. Malachi 2, 4 verse 2. Let's see. Malachi 4 verse 2. He wrote my name with a golden pen. He wrote my name, my name is there. He wrote my name with a golden pen. My name is there. Says, but for you who fear my name, with all and reverence, the Son of what of righteousness will what will rise with what healing in his words with his words. So for those who will willingly love him now, he will appear to them as the what as the morning star, and to the rest of the world he will appear to him as the sun. Now the question that would cross your mind is that what is he as the word morning star and what is he as the word as the sword i have to do something for next week so try and find out that's the beauty of study try and find out don't tell me just try and find out right and then when we come you could be just right so put in the study now let's move over so authority to rule over the nations we already know that already that um those who will overcome, the overcomers, will in turn rule the world, the nations of the world, of the earth. So we know that when he was talking about Titeria, he was also speaking of the promise of that in the time of the millennium. Because those who would overcome, that any overcomers here was specifically were talking about, right? He says they will reign with him and a thousand years. It's very important. Um, Please go back to all the previous teachings. I beg you, I beg you. It will make the, um, the Bible studies and your understanding world easier. And I will try personally to do, um, I think we need to explain some things. We need to explain who is the man child, right? I think we don't have a total understanding about that. Maybe first fruit everybody is aware of, right? The man child, and then maybe we should talk about the millennial reign, okay? So the millennial reign. Who are those who would partake of the millennial reign? How many of you know the millennial reign? The 1,000 years, right? At least you know it's 1,000 years reign with Jesus. And it's not everybody. It's not all believers. We say, oh, we shall reign with you. Reign with what? Or with who? Religion is not just nice. May I be thinking about going to heaven and reign with the Lord. Let me how I live my life. Just last moment. You know this gospel of last moment be with the Lord. Like, can you see how unfair and how on say, if you just do anything, do anything, do anything, do anything. And just ask for just make sure you don't die in Christ. What does it really mean to die in Christ? Is it a matter of like, is it lying? I want to die now, don't lie. I want to die now, don't lie. So you just hold your body. <laughs> but I don't know. How many people are in your flesh if it's not tame? 
with your closed mouth on your deathbed, you see, it does it will take you to will take you to second death. How many of you know? Because only that sort of hey, hey, will I not make you that's fear. And that's not faith. And if that is what it takes to reign with him, then we know that the best of us we are doomed. How many of you have been to understand like what God is after? So it's not like sin, 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 or this is what I say, uh, try to be holy, try to be holy, try to avoid all the Baba things. And then, of course, they say, no matter what, that prayer, no matter what, don't miss heaven. You know that prayer that I told you about saying heaven, but I know that we are not saved to go to heaven. I'm not even know that now. See, no matter what, I want to tell you that, see, make sure that death does not miss you in the bad place. Make sure. Say, if you die in the clothes, as a person like my father and dad, you say, ah, he died for you. He died for you. You know, it was a good time to die. So people who have now Sunday say he died on this on the last day. No. Confirmation. It's not a one time like I don't know how do they call it? Like a promo. Just make sure you hit it. You know, and then no. That's not what it means. It's to live for Jesus and to metamorphose into that dimension that has been given to us. Hallelujah. Let's just rush through the rest. Sadis says he will clothe them with what? With white garment. You know that the white garment is what? Is the righteousness. But when the Bible talks about righteousness, it talks about the two garments, right? The first garment has to do with the imputed righteousness. And then the garment that they will be clothed with, he's talking about here, it's not the imputed, the garment of the imputed righteousness, but the word the practical or actual righteousness which is called what? Holiness. So we see that because we have received the first garment or the first deposit or what we call the imputed righteousness, it says they will walk with what? With the Lord. Hallelujah. So because of his nature in us, we will walk with him. And having walked with him, what will happen is that we will reign with him in the world, in the Millennial reign. That's why I said the millennial reign. We need to explain what the millennial reign is. Hallelujah. Because it comes up a lot of times. The millennial reign, the millennial reign, the millennial reign, the millennial reign, the millennial reign. We need to explain what it is. So, garment in the Bible, if you want to just um, know what, anytime it speaks about garment, it talks about a man's walk and a man's living. A man's walk and living before God. Amen. So, it's talking about our living. Now, here it says their name will not be what? will not be erased from the word of the book of life. This is where we are, right? But let's just keep quickly to Philadelphia and Laodicea and then we'll come back to what it means. Your name will not be what erased. What did he say we'll do for the Philadelphia church? Keep them out of the hour of what? Of trial. Where was that explained in? Matthew what? 24. Verse what? 21. And what's the hour of trial? the great tribulation, right? So this establishes that these are the first fruits who have lived and fully for God and the promise of God is that they will not be here towards to partake of what? Of the tribulation because there's no need. They've been purified by their living and their work with God. What else did they promise the Philadelphia church? 
It will make them what? Blessed in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. What about the Laodicean church? No, before then, before promising them the throne, what did he promise? They will eat. And what do they eat of? Because we, we said there are three dimensions. We've seen number one, the the tree of life. Number two, the hidden manner. Number three, the of the riches. Yes, so where can we find the meal of the riches? It has to be in the Laodicean church. You see that if you look at the characteristics of the church, the more worldly they are, the more he gives them food to metamorphose into his image. So the cure for worldliness is Christ. And then there's something he said there. He says, Behold, I stand at the word and the door back up. Wait, there's a way we look at we read this scripture and it was being spoken to church. But who do we preach the scripture to? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man he's talking to believers who are put the Savior outside of their heart, because this is the door of your heart. And what did he say? He says, if you open the door, it was talking about Christ making an entrance into your life. The word of God making an entrance. And it says, when you come, when he comes in, what does he bring? He dines. And this is not like when somebody comes to your house to dine, you know they've come to relax. Because I'm hungry. A quick feast. But that is a macho. It's just like today I'm going to Elijah's house to dine. Remember, we're not going together. You know what I'm It's like, remember, we're not going together. You can follow the, the tile, you can follow Joseph, you can follow Kwani. Don't follow Council, but Council will give you good food, so don't. Council can beg you. Please. Well, God will be talking for one of the things. It's amazing. See, people of God, one thing I've seen with other people is that I don't want you to live here thinking, eh, what did this man say? I can just come and just start rapping and rapping and rapping and say, Man, what do we let's judge today? Deep things. Say <laughs> deep. Deep things. Very deep. Very deep things. Say, what do you understand? Nothing. But well, many of you have also something at least today. You grab the points, right? Now, um, we say, when he comes, then he dies. So, Christ, and we see that the Laodicean church is one of the most worldly in its demonstration and in the depth of their worldliness what did he bring a feast hallelujah so christ i don't know if this makes sense christ is large enough to accommodate whatever wrongs or error that's in our lives he can fix all things amen, amen. so as we partake of this we don't have a limited christ hallelujah amen. do you understand that Daniel, we don't have a word, a limited Christ. Even when we go to people, no matter the depth of sin or darkness that they are, Christ is God's feast. He can satisfy any hunger. Amen. Amen. You know, there's some people say, come and eat, you know that there's food. There's food. If I ever invite you to a feast, you can be sure that it's going to be a feast. I've not met some of you before, right? Tofumi has come for a feast before. Tofumi has come to you. How many times? Once? Only once? It looks like twice. You came with your sisters. Oh, nice. 
so Christ is wide enough. Now, what does it mean for their name to be blotted out? Look to 10 verse 20. See, um, I, I was talking to someone today, and the person's right, I think, is this what you still have in there, that place? Did you change it? Yes. Yes, that he will write their names. Now, that is a very... Um, now, you know, we're going back to what church? That is right. Now, it can't say he will write their name. Why? Why, why can you say he will write their name? Because it means that he waited for them to get to the end. And then he asked for that, ah, you may come. So when you say write my name, like, first of all, who are you? To ask him to write your name. If it's a little of us go, Lord, write my name. And it shows how we don't want to live with You need that in your house. Forgive, you don't want to forgive. Pray, you don't want to pray. Preach, you don't want to preach. But the one thing is the Lord, write my name in the book of life. Like, who are you? I think you know the book of life. And it's called the Lamb's Book of Life. Not the Lion's Book of Life. Because everybody's name who is written there is by the sacrifice of the Lamb. Amen. So we are saved by what? By grace through faith. Amen. And we know who grace is. I say by faith through grace. Faith or grace through faith. Not by works should anyone boast. What? Huh? 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 Where are we quoting? Official service. Children of God. Projectories. <laughs> I know it's just to this. You don't know the last word that Jesus said. <laughs> I'll read for you. Right? 
the book of life. All those things are what? They are journals, they are records. See, the books are opened. The books will be opened now for the second resurrection. People of God! Didn't we read that in the book of Revelation chapter 20, verse 1 to 15? We did that, right? I cannot take you back there again. Just go back home. See, I tried to record. I don't know how nice this will be. But try and go back home to. You understand? To play. It's quite long. It's an hour. It's only like an hour 15 minutes of listening. So sit down and get re educated with your notes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. This one will show this phrase. Because can you imagine if I have to come back to you again? And start from the beginning. Anyone that we have recorded and kept today, the day that the anointing falls on you to listen, just go and listen to it. Now, you see, now what does it mean for you to work simple? I'm not, I said to understand these things when I talk about the millennium, but just know that it may simply means that your place in the millennium ring will be what will be taken. Remember, I said the blessings of God are in three dimensions the church. The millennium and what eternity. So your name removed from the books simply means you are, although enlisted in the church, hallelujah, praise God, in the church age and you were saved, and the grace of God was placed on you to emerge as the first fruits. You didn't what? You didn't emerge. So for that 1,000 years, the millennium reign, you are out of that promise of God. But it's not eternal damnation. Because you will also, like we've already learned, be allowed to partake of what? Of the promises of God in eternity. Do you understand? So this removal is not a removal in the plan and the total plan of God. But that dimension that has to do with reigning God and enjoying with Him in that 1,000 years is what is taken away. Praise God. Do you understand that? Amen? Amen. Yes. Um, questions. I'll take questions now. Um, before we go, before we take the questions, please, um, what Emeka did and what he sent to us then becomes the summary of what our work. Amen. Do you know what it means? Those points. Can you list some of them for me, please? I think I have them here. Where is my this one? What was this church you give me? Let me list this so for anyone who will find your choice. So the summary of God's plan for the elect is number one, to be members of the bride of the Lamb. Revelation 21 verse 9 To be part of the temple of God Ephesians 2 verse 22 To be a member of the body of Christ 1 Corinthians 12 verse 12 To be the light of the world Matthew 5 verse 14 To be a part of the vehicle for the end time revival Isaiah 60 verse 1 and 2 I told you that Isaiah 60 verse 1 and 2 has time Tribulation And eternal All this is saying The nation shall well, if you understand it in the process of God, actually everything God says can be this trans dispensational. There's a dimension you can enjoy in the church. There's a dis- dimension of course in the millennium. 
and eternal but Isaiah 60 was a prophecy of what is to come amen um, the restorer of paradise on earth. We're not going to heaven. Um, heaven is not a goal. <laughs> Romans 8:21. Christ is a goal to be source of eternal life and healing for the nations. We already knew that already, right? First Corinthians 15:45. To be member of the royal priesthood. Where can we find that? First Peter what? Two verse nine. To be a witness of God. Isaiah 40 verse three verse ten. To be source. You can find that in Matthew. Good. To be the sons of God, Revelation 21 verse 7. To be the brothers of Jesus. Where can we find that? Romans 8:29. To be overcomers of the accuser. Revelation 12 verse 11. To be governors of the nations. We understand now, right? Revelation 2, 26, 27. To be soldiers in the army of the Lord. 12 verse 2, 11. To be a judge of man and angels. 1 Corinthians what? 6, 2 to 3. To be the wall of defense around the glory of God. Revelations what? 21 verse 14. And to be a part of the revelation of himself. God in Christ in sense. Revelations 3 verse 1. Verse 12. Amen. Amen. So uh, we, we see all this as a summary. So we just use the church of Ephesus. So now we go back home. This kind of study is not a study that um, is finalized by here. Now, what happens is now.